हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम टू द ट्वेंटी सेकेंड एपिसोड ऑफ एलिवेटर चैट इन आवर कैनेडियन जर्नी आई एम दर्शन महाराजा एज यू नो अर्लियर इन द वीक आई पोस्टेड एन आर्टिकल अबाउट प्राइम मिनिस्टर टूडोज डिजास्ट्रस विजिट टू इंडिया फॉर द जी ट्वेंटी समिट लेटर आई ऑल्सो हैड द ऑनर ऑफ राइटिंग अनदर आर्टिकल ऑन द सेम इश्यू इन द टाइम्स ऑफ इंडिया I grew up reading that newspaper so let me tell you seeing my article published in that paper gave me a surreal feeling it's a venerated newspaper i think it was started in 1838 most of the responses to my articles on twitter that is x were positive and encouraging i'm always grateful for all the words of support that i get but i also derive a lot of benefit from comments that disagree with my take these responses help me to address the points that i may have missed earlier or to expand on my ideas further in the case of these two articles it's no different let me give you a synopsis of these comments and then we will get into the demerits of each there are no merits as i see it only demerits one modi is a fascist so we shouldn't deal with india at all two modi deals with putin why should we deal with india modi is this is number 3 modi is oppressing 220 million muslims so why should we deal with india four the times of india is a right wing publication and is appeasing modi Now let's look at each of these in detail. To start off, number four can be dismissed right away. It has nothing to do with the subject at hand, i.e., the desirability or otherwise for Canada to have strong and productive bilateral relations with India. It's typical ad hominem. You know, whatever Times of India is is irrelevant to our bilateral relations. As for the first three. it is noteworthy that there is such a widespread tendency in canada to boil down entire countries to one single individual who happens to be the head of government at the time it is problematic enough when we do it in relation to canadian issues but it is especially unhelpful when we see our international relations through the prism of this perverted form of individualism India is a country of 1.4 billion people and growing there is a bunch of stuff happening there from landing on the moon and sending a spacecraft to observe the sun to aggressive pursuit of wind and solar energy yes they are pushing hard and increasing their fossil fuel usage although we only hear about the latter here in Canada i have a relative who Uh, worked in a very senior position in one of the power corporations there so i know they are going hard on uh, wind and solar as well from that to it related innovations like their mobile payment system which even the british prime minister rishi sunak was uh, amazed with and a lot more is all of that rendered irrelevant because of one person how are we going to rebuild our relationship with india after that person no longer holds the office of prime minister what if he gets reelected next year for another 5 year term 
Are we going to leave the field vacant to our competitors? And how do we hope to get back in once these competitors have entrenched themselves in that huge market? I find the thinking here, if we can call it thinking, to be absolutely bonkers. Let's now come to the issue of Putin. Can we ask ourselves why our strongest of allies, the US and the UK, have no qualms about dealing with Modi despite his dealing with Putin? Are we the only country with a moral spine? This kind of moral exceptionalism that we often display in Canada is really gobsmacking. And if they are dealing with Modi, despite the fact that Modi is dealing with Putin, then should we also stop dealing with the US and UK and all of our other historical allies? Or is there a degree of separation at work here? You know, this is inevitable, this observation, that when people become too ideological in their thinking and functioning, there is bound to be hypocrisy somewhere down the road. The overarching question here is this. If we believe that Modi is so odious that PM Trudeau was justified in effectively being absent from the G20 summit, if he is that odious, are his so-called sins grave enough for us to impose sanctions on India? There is a saying in Gujarati to the effect that what is in the saucepan can be either milk or yogurt, but not both at the same time. We are trying to be both milk and yogurt at the same time. And it is endlessly intriguing to me that the Muslims of China never seem to receive the same kind of sympathy as the Muslims of India do. Without getting into the weeds about India's internal situation, Suffice it to say that the slave labor camps that are reported to be existing in the Xinjiang province of China, where up to a million Uyghur Muslims are said to have been imprisoned as laborers, is a far more serious issue to address. Is Trudeau giving the same treatment to Xi Jinping as he displayed in India? And this was not just about dealing with India. G20 is where people come together and work out whatever agreements they can on trade with each other. So there were 18 other uh, heads of government there. He couldn't have struck a deal with any of them. In the end though, all of the above arguments, both the objections to my articles and my rebuttals of them, can be filed away as what about it? What matters and what should matter? is an objective analysis of Canada's national interests. Of late, we have become too fond of ideological matters and have placed them much higher than pragmatic concerns. The government's primary job is the welfare of its citizens. While we don't want to let our pragmatism result in exploitation of people in other countries, our foreign policy should, within reason, be about two things and two things only. A. What benefits Canadians? And B. What makes Canada's international position stronger? The trajectory that we are on now defeats both these purposes. 
The sad part is that by sacrificing these two imperative objectives, we also diminish our ability to influence other countries on the ideological issues that are so dear to us, at least officially. That may sound gloomy, but I am a positive person. So I remain hopeful that this ebb in our relations with India will reverse and turn into a high tide. Let me know in the comments what you think. Until the next time, goodbye and be well.